Hello, Off The Grid listeners. Amelia here with a message from friend and fan of the show, Cassia Manolis. This month, Cassia launched Feminist Thriller Club, a newsletter for fans of Big Little Lies and Gone Girl who want recommendations for what to read and watch next. Cassia wants to help you stop doom-scrolling Netflix and start getting excited for a cozy night in with a book, show, or movie that you can't wait to snuggle up with, even if there might be a killer on the next page, click, or frame. I'm already a fan, and you can subscribe for free at FeministThrillerClub.com. Welcome to Off The Grid, a podcast for small business owners who want to leave social media without losing all their clients. I'm Amelia Ruby writer, speaker, and founder of Softer Sounds Podcast Studio. On this show, I share stories, strategies, and experiments for growing your business with radical generosity and energetic sovereignty. Download your free leaving social media toolkit at softersounds.studio slash buy IG and join us as we do it all off the grid. Hi, lovely listeners. Amelia here. Welcome to Off the Grid, your soon-to-be favorite or already favorite podcast about running a business with no or minimal social media presence. Today's episode is probably the all-time most requested episode of the show. I have been promising to do an episode on this topic since like halfway through season one, and it is finally here, my friends. That's right. This is the episode on human design and social media. We are finally doing it. Insert air horn sound here. (laughs) And to be a little more specific, this episode is about how to approach small business marketing based on your human design type. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking to yourself, Amelia, what the fuck is human design? (laughs) Well, my friend, there are a lot of resources in the show notes for you. And I would head there first. This is not a human design for beginners conversation. So if you don't know anything about human design, head to the show notes. You're going to find a link there to pull up your chart to learn some more from today's guest on the basics about some of the human design essentials. And that's where you're going to want to begin. So hit pause, do that, and then come back. Because what you're definitely going to want to know for today's episode, especially is your type. So there's a ton of information in your human design chart. But you'll want to find that, pull it up, find that type, and then we can dive in together. So your type will either be generator, manifester, manifesting generator, projector, or reflector. I've got them all (laughs) right in my mind. (laughs) There's a whole lot more information on your chart. But again, that's the main thing you'll want to know for today's conversation. And once you know that, we can dive in together. So to get into that conversation, let me go ahead and introduce today's guest. Ariana Mogg is a human design coach who works with individuals who are ready to stop questioning themselves and live in alignment with who they are and have always been. She's a 1-3-MG, aka a manifesting generator with a 1-3 profile. And today she's here to talk to us about human design and social media. So welcome, Ariana. I'm so happy to have you. I am so thrilled to be here. Thank you. Oh, yes. I like our listeners, I have been looking forward to this episode for so long (laughs) and this conversation with you especially. So why don't we just kind of ease our way in and can you tell us just like, how did you first get introduced to human design and how'd you become a human design coach? Yeah, absolutely. So probably like a lot of listeners, I was in this like perpetual loop of trying to describe my strengths and my attributes and always having to feel like I need to prove or 
clearly articulate my worth, right? My value, like what are my contributions? And I have like a corporate side of me that that pushed for that in a lot of different avenues, like a lot of, you know, strength finders and Myers-Briggs and, you know, the color test, the shape test, like all of the tests. And I was having a hard time feeling like those tests, those diagnostics completely represented who I am. And that's because I am such a people person, like to the core. And it's really hard for companies to capitalize on that quality. So there wasn't a diagnostic that was going to illuminate that as a clear strength, right? So I'm just like, yeah, okay. I know my, you know, my top Clifton Strength Finder is positivity, but that doesn't, it's not captured in like how it, that translates to how I interact with people. Like something, something is missing here. And it felt like those things were just falling short. And I've, I would always walk away from those debriefs with HR or this, the team diagnostics were like, uh, I do so much more than that. Like, I'm not just this fluff character in the office. <laughs> so I remember also just like on my spiritual journey and trying to figure out, you know, the big questions, right? Like, what's the meaning of life? Why am I here? Especially if I'm just here to be positive. Like, what, what am I really doing? <laughs> and I came across human design on a podcast. And I was so intrigued because it, unlike the other tests or the other um, diagnostics, you don't have to fill out a single questionnaire. It's just a matter of when, where were you born and what time and everything, all these details about your inner workings and the energetic makeup of your body were just kind of like spill, spilled out on the floor. And so I remember my first human design reading and I was like, wow, this is wildly accurate, more so than I could see myself in any of, any of these other forms of trying to describe your strengths or or who you are and what you do and what you're about before. And I was just like, more more people need to know about this. More people need to be able to see themselves and also be seen and know that it's okay if you don't fit into these cookie cutter boxes that are simply used to, you know, help a corporation run or help a business run. And this is just how you're energetically mapped and wired. And if you if you do this instead of that, then it's gonna feel you're gonna feel more ease and you're gonna invite more magic and magnetism into your life. And before prior to human design, it felt like I was pushing on a pull door. And then I started to understand like, mm. oh, got it. I leave projects because I'm an MG. <laughs> like I take what I need and then I move on. This is called a pivot and those are okay. And it just gives you so much more just not just creative licensing, but self-trust, like permission to trust yourself. And yeah. And I'm, and I'm sure like so many of your listeners, there's a lot of self-trust that needs to be kind of just recognized and owned when you're doing something like leaving the mainstream for whatever reason, like social media. Yeah. And, and for me, it looked like I, I want to be able to advocate for myself here and I need to understand what that looks like. And human design was an avenue for me to do that. So I read a lot of books, <laughs> took a lot of courses, still taking <laughs> a lot of courses, still reading a lot of books because I am a one three, like you mentioned. So I'm constantly learning and here we are today. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much for sharing. I feel I love your journey of like coming to human design on a self discovery journey. And I can definitely relate to that sense of having taken like every single personality test that exists out there. <laughs> and um, feeling like in human design, I found just these really beautiful like kind of mirrors or reflections of myself in my chart and in my type and my profile and some of the gates and all the other, you know, many, many, many things you can unpack in human design. 
And it really was. It was so, to me, it was so liberating. And it really helped me understand that some of these things I had struggled with weren't flaws or faults of mine, but were just ways that maybe like my energetic makeup doesn't quite meet what the world expects of me. It's just, it was really liberating and really helped me trust myself more like exactly what you said. So I'm so excited to bring that into today's conversation around marketing without social media, because I just to affirm what you just said, like to step away from a dominant system. And I would say social media marketing is the dominant marketing system of our times. To step away from that, we really do have to trust ourselves and trust that we can make our business work without that. And I think human design is a really beautiful way to learn that self-trust and to lean into strategies that are, you know, aligned with our our makeup or our energetic makeup, as you put it. So to kind of open the conversation. I know you've prepared to talk about how to grow, nurture, and sell by type organically. And we're going to weave in some different examples from my list of 100 ways to share your work and life that aren't social media. So for listeners, (laughs) how this episode is going to work is we're going to go through the five types, manifester, generator, manifesting generator, projector, reflector. And for each one, Ariana is going to share with us how to grow, nurture, and sell based on your type. And bring in those examples from the list of 100 ways. So this is truly a masterclass. Like I expect like, (laughs) listen on your walk or whatever you're doing, but then like also be prepared to like, write shit down because I think we're going to learn a lot along the way. I'm really excited. And now Ariana, I will pass it to you to to guide us in. I think we'll talk about manifestors first, right? Yeah, that sounds great. So manifestors, y'all are here to really set things ablaze, light the world on fire. And every type has a strategy and the manifestor strategy is to inform. So you really need to keep that at the forefront of your brain when it comes to growing your audience, nurturing your community and you know selling your service or product. So When it comes to manifestors, what it takes for you to grow your audience is sharing what you're up to. You know you don't like to be questioned. (laughs) You know you don't (laughs) want people up in your business. So share what you're willing to share and let them nibble on that, right? You don't want them having to come and ask like, so what what are you doing or what's the latest? Like, Just be upfront. And that's going to be the biggest way you grow your audience is letting people know where you're at. And this way, it gives them clear signals on, is this person for me or are they not? Which is the most gracious thing you can do, right? Like, is this service for me or is it not? Just by giving that information. When it comes to nurturing your community, that's really, really making sure that you can see into your people. So affirming the qualities of the members in your community, like, you know, I'm sure we've all gotten those mailers where it says like, if you're reading this, I know you are X, Y, Z. That's really helpful for a manifester because as someone who's in your aura, if I'm for you, you already have my full undivided attention. It's just part of the magnetism of a manifester. So to have you share what you're seeing in your audience, like they're just going to feel so seen without you even lifting a finger. It's going to feel so good and so nurturing. And then when it comes to selling a product or a service, like you're informing them what you solve, right? Mm-hmm. you're providing that solution and you're sharing them. So again, answer the questions before they're asked so that you don't have to go through that that phase of, all these people want to know what I'm up to, but I'm just like out here creating or I'm just out here vibing. <laughs> just say that on the front end and spare yourself that time and frustration and that anger that we know is the not self theme of a manifester. And if you're looking for like really tangible ways to do that, you can go through, you know, Amelia's list of a hundred, but some of the key ones that I thought 
that would be just so important for a manifester are write yourself a theme song. Ooh. Because if it's if it's your theme song, you're gonna have your whole flock just vibing to it, being feeling so like electrified by whatever is in the music. And it's just going to help you just know who you are and literally walk to the beat of your own drum, which is the essence of a manifester. Also, set up a texting service. And Amelia had listed call multiplier to send text updates. This way you can inform the masses without it taking up a lot of your energy because we know you want to do your thing and then retreat. And this will allow you to do that so well. And also buy domain names for popular things you do and reroute them to your website because you have this dynamic energy. You don't need to connect all the dots for you. Let SEO and the internet do that for you, right? Like put the technology to work for you. And those are just like the top three ways out of so many that could be easily applied to you as a manifester from from that list of 100. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I love this. I feel like What's coming up for me as you share that for a manifester, like in the inform strategy, is I see a lot of folks who I know are not manifestors kind of use a sort of like, well, if I just give everyone the information, then they'll just buy it. But actually, that really works well for manifestors and maybe not for the rest of us, right? So right. I think something I'm hearing, I'm already listening for as you're talking is like, okay, cool. There'll be some strategies that are really well suited for me, other strategies I'm using, but maybe they're not that well suited for me. And like, I'm still going to have a theme song. <laughs> They're yeah, still, like, still going to do it. Um, it just may not have the same impact for me as a generator as it does for Manifestor. So I, I love this so far. Thank you so much. Um, <laughs> yes. Let's keep going. Who's next? Yes. And to be clear, every, you're right. Everyone is worthy <laughs> of that anthem when they enter the scene, that main character energy, right? But like it'll hit different and that's okay because you, you have special things as well. Exactly. So for manifesting generators, we know that their strategy is to wait to respond. And just to be fair, everyone has to wait, right? (laughs) Even manifestors have to wait. They have to wait till they have that urge and then they inform. Manifesting generators have to wait to see like, what's, what's igniting my senses here? What am I processing through my senses here? And then they respond. So when it comes to growing your audience, it's bringing people along for that ride throughout your pivots. Like, oh, I just got this new urge. I just felt this through my senses and I'm going to bring my people along for the ride. I know I just said I was going to go go off and study human design for five years, but look, now I found this and it's kind of adjacent, but kind of not, or look, now I'm combining it with interior design or look, now I'm combining it with education. Bring people along for the journey. You're so magnetic by just sharing all the different ways that you're weaving the tapestry of your own life that in order for you to grow your audience, you have to be comfortable with saying, I pivot. (laughs) I changed my mind. (laughs) I course corrected. I found something new and that is okay. People are going to be like, oh my gosh, wow, that actually works. Like if anyone can pull it off, it's them. And that's for a reason because you're numchi and you're absolutely meant to pull it off. When it comes to nurturing your community, it looks like affirming the diversity found within their paths, right? They're looking to you like, is this okay that I completely changed paths? Absolutely it is because here you are doing it. And whether everyone in your community is an MG or not, you're giving them permission to do things their own way, which is really beautiful. And there's strength in doing things differently. And that's how you'll nurture your community by affirming that along the way. And when it comes to selling a service or a product, you know, sharing with them what you're solving for them, it's showing people how you came up with a solution, right? Like we know you didn't go from A to B to C it's impossible for you to. It's okay. It's not your fault. You're an MG. But we want to know how you went from A to Q to lemon to square to R to purple to 13. Like, how did you do it? That's so cool. I 
I don't know how you came up with this offering. And I would love to just know. And you're like, oh, well, actually, you know, I did this. I saw this. And just I mixed it all together. It's like, wow, I definitely want to take you up on this offering because no one's going to do it like you do because I don't think anyone can. And that's that's the point. And what that looks like from a tangible perspective is, you know, create or update your website. Let people know what you're up to. Again, you still have that manifest energy, so you still have to inform a little bit there. Make a zine. It can be an, as eclectic as you are feeling in the moment for people to just devour on their own time, but really share the different parts and the different sides of yourself. And another one that I thought was really great, and you can apply this to any community that you're a part of truly, but it was let your alumni association know what you've been up to right? Like you, your path has probably weaved and dipped and turned and flipped over multiple times and done multiple 180s. Let former associations, former communities, former friends and family that you've been a part of, what, what are you doing? What are you up to? They just want to know um, because they know no one's going to do it like you do it. <laughs> and that's part of being a manifesting generator. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I think every manifesting generator or MG, as we call them, that I know, like the first step of the journey is in our current culture, your first step is always like having to heal that part of you that feels like you're doing it wrong because you change yes. your path and your mind and your direction a lot. And I really do think that for manifesting generators, the sort of like popular business advice of like one niche, one core offer to rule them all, like yes. <laughs> that's fine advice for some people, but it is not advice for manifesting generators. Like, right. like MGs really have to like release that, let it go and lean into multiple offers, multiple careers, like multiple businesses. Yes. Most MGs I know have more than one business. <laughs> so I, Guilty. Yeah. Like, let yourself evolve. Yeah. Let people know like, this is my offering of the season, of the day, of the hour. It might change. I'm dynamic and I'm just keeping you abreast of the information here. And that's okay. Yeah. And like letting people into that story, like you've said, is what is going to make them feel connected to you. And I would I would add, not that I'm a human design expert by any means, but when I've watched MGs do this, what I would add is don't apologize. Like don't yes. send that email every three weeks. It's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry that I said I was doing this, but now I'm doing that. Like, don't do that. <laughs> just change, just right. evolve and embrace it. That's so, so, so true. And even like a little tip to parent your inner child there, if we have any healing MGs here, um, like myself, it's I have I have two sons, one's a generator, one's an MG. And the latest things they say now, both their strategies are the same to wait to respond. And whenever I make the mistake of asking them like, oh, why'd you do them? It's like, because I want to. It's like, there is no better reason than that. I'm sorry <laughs> I even asked. I will just assume that going forward. Like, it's always like, because we want to, <laughs> and that's that's so real. And even for my own self, I remember my dad like learning the term a jack of all trades and master of none, and feeling like my dad was trying to explain to me like that's not a good thing. I'm like that sounds like the best thing. Why would I not want to be that? Then I'll know so much of the other things, and I'll probably be the brand new jack that's like never existed before. He couldn't he couldn't get it. But yeah, y'all can because you're here and we believe in you. Yeah, exactly. We live in this like specialist culture that doesn't um, value generalists and MGs mm -hmm. are like amazing generalists. And that's so special. But you have to believe that it's special for yourself because unfortunately our culture just like really shuts that down. And, you know, we believe it's special for you too. We believe you're special. <laughs> we will be always be here. Cheering exactly. You on. We will. All right. What's our next type? 
generators. Yay, it's me. Like your lovely self. <laughs> um, and we know that generators also have to wait to respond as their strategy for life. And when it comes to growing your audience, and I am pretty confident this is how you started this lane you created, it was sharing what you're excited about, like what you're giddy about. Like, ooh, if I just get off of social media, that would be actually the most freeing thing I could do for myself. And that is exhilarating. Yeah. Right. So like really sharing your, what excites you, like that's how you're going to grow your audience because you're just so magnetic. Um, And then when it comes to like nurturing your community, like loving on them hard, being really generous with uh, your praise and how you see them and how you just affirm where they're at in whatever stage or journey they might be in, which I also think you do a really great job at. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, and then when it comes to like selling a service or a product, just know that as long as you like it, they'll love it. So you have to be really genuine and really authentic when you put something out in the world and be like, can I just like not sleep on this at all? Like, can I, like, I wake up dreaming about it. I I'm eating and I'm thinking about it and I'm going to bed thinking about it. Like, is it that level of excitement? Because everyone around you is going to feel it. And they're going to want to be like moths to a flame because you are that magnetic when you are fully in your zone and just trusting yourself. Like, I know there's a million other people doing this, but I'm just so excited about this because I'm so excited about it. And that's all you need to know. That's all you need to know is that If you like it, they're going to love it. Just be really honest with yourself. Don't try and force things that don't fit because that's not going to solve their problem. Your passion around it is going to solve the problem. Even just your presence. You really don't even have to say or do anything. You just have to be present with them with your own excitement and joy and love and patience for whatever problem that you're trying to help or address with them. And that's going to be the most comforting, nurturing thing that they can have, like hold their hand, truly. Um, and then when it comes to tangible examples of what that could look like, again, from your list, it's, it's, it's calling your friends and family. It's being reminded of like, oh, this is actually really easy to me. And I, I didn't even know that it was a strength of mine because it comes so easy to me. But as a generator, you're here to be masterful like truly dig deep into your mastery of whatever it is that you love and that you're claiming for yourself and for your community. It also looks like joining a free online community like Holism Hub. Shout out. <laughs> and I should say, this is a this is a good plug because I am Michelle Pelzon trained that it's not on anyone's list, but everyone should have an email list. <laughs> I don't think I would be, I don't think I'd call myself a list member if I did not say that, but everyone should yes. have an email list for all the reasons. But for generators, especially being part of a community that is going to pour into you just as much as you pour into them, because you pour into your people so well, so deep, so profoundly, so hard that you, you get that back. You need to get that back. So find your, find your corner, find your people that are just going to um, pour into you and love you and want you to win just as much as you do them, because you, y'all are just, you go so hard for others and you deserve that encouragement as well. And then last but not least is join a local co-working space. I thought that was a really great example because since you need to be out in the world and since you do so well with people and interacting with people, a co- a somewhere like a co-working space is going to allow you to bounce ideas off of or even just be in the presence of just like people working together on something or working individually on something or just having, like you can just, you know, when you walk into a place and you could just feel the, static in the air, like, ooh, it's just juicy here. Like, I don't know, like when you walk on a college campus or in like a really cool coffee shop or bookstore or museum or art shop, and you're just like, ah, there's just something so electrifying about this place. You want to find that place for you as a generator um, because you 
it's on you to stay lit up, turned on by life, just so juicy and so potent for your energy, because that's what you get to bring out into the world. And that's ultimately how you're going to like grow, nurture and sell is making sure all that is alive. Yeah, that feels so resonant with my experience as a generator. Um, I think that generators, we all have to tap into mm, like what I love about being a generator is we have that like internal power source. Like when we're for something and we're all in, like we have endless energy for it. And I think often when I work with business owners who are also generators, like when we really hit a wall or when we burn out or we like, can't find it, it's because we've gotten off the path somewhere. Like we're working on an offering that just like is not right. Or we've got clients who are mm, plugging into us and taking all the power instead of like really in that flow with us. Or, you right. know, there are just so many ways as a generator that your power source can get like going the wrong direction or being zapped by something, but you just like getting in that, like, as you put it, like juicy flow is so important for anything that we're doing or selling. And I think the other piece of being a generator is like generators have a really beautiful magnetism, as you said, But I also think that social media has like warped what we think that's supposed to look like. So like now we think the only way to be magnetic is to be internet famous and have like tens of hundreds of thousands of followers. And so many generators I know actually thrive in their business with like three relationships that bring them like all of the revenue, clients, everything they need. Like you don't have to be magnetic to everybody. That's like the lie social media tells us. You just have to Mm -hmm. figure out your magnetism and the kind of the right scale and shape and size and source and flow of that. Right. And keep it exciting and lit for you, Mm -hmm. not for everyone else, but for you. Yeah. Uh, That's so true. That's so true. Thanks for that add on. Yeah. Tend to your creative, creative flow, really get aligned. Absolutely. I almost put on the list, like (laughs) the go outside or go for a walk (laughs) or go scream to the sky because it's so true. You just kind of need to be out and for things to hit you to process through your senses, to give yourself something to respond to. Whereas I feel like sometimes when you're scrolling on social media, not to say like the wrong, you're going to have the wrong things to respond to, but it's, it's not authentic. It's not organic. It's just like, I guess I should be responding to this or this is the new trend. So I guess I, how would I use this audio to fit my business? And it's just like that it's a little contrived. Yeah. Oh, that feels really true. Like social media, there's like a, it's really precarious for generators because you can go there to get things to respond to, but you're probably responding to everything that's lit everyone else up and not what's lit you up. And so you have to find those sources. So I know like for some generators, I know it's like they need to go deep into nature with no other humans and like respond to trees. Like (laughs) uh, shout out to like my business BFF, Grace. Like that's definitely her mode. (laughs) For me, I need to travel. Like I need a a sit, like the electricity of a city energy because I live in a more, you know, less urban area. Like when I go there, then I really get lit up and that like will generate fuel me for months even. Um, Everybody has their own thing. Maybe it's, you know, you need to like read romance novels and that's going to fuel you you in whatever way. And the other piece, I will always wax poetic because I am a generator. So it's what I know the most about, but like <laughs> unexpected things will fuel that creative fire and you'll respond mm-hmm. to unexpected things. So don't think that we're saying like, oh, you're a generator. So you need to go like consume 800 business podcasts and respond to those to get business ideas. Like you might be responding to 
romance novels or <laughs> museums you go to, or that random stranger at the coffee shop who had a cool sticker on their computer and that led you down a whole other path. You know, the source can be kind of anything, which is great and overwhelming. <laughs> Absolutely. And and to that degree, like there's so many aspects of your human design that could point to like, oh, the type of environment you do best in or the type of people you want to be around or how you get your clients and, and things of that nature, like in profile, like if you have a two line in your profile, like maybe you just kind of want to be curled up with a book, yeah, right? Like yeah. you don't want to go anywhere. And if you have a three like me, like you need to go out in the world and, and uh, find some things to trip over, yeah. if you will. And it's just, it really just depends. But trust me, if you never look at your human design chart, Again, after this episode, you are fully <laughs> capable and so knowing it, it's a hundred percent safe to trust yourself and just find like, where do I feel just the most mm, alive? And yeah. that's where inspiration is. Yeah. Oh, that's really beautiful. And a good reminder that like human design does give us information, but it's only information we already have about ourselves when we're tapped into Absolutely. ourselves. That's always my disclaimer. Whenever I read someone like, I'm not going to tell you anything you don't already know about yourself, but here's <laughs> yeah. some patterns that I'm seeing. Yeah, <laughs> Let yeah. me know if you recognize them. Oh, exactly. Well, let's go to our next type. So who do we got next? Yeah. We have our lovely projectors mm. who stay waiting for the invitation. And I just want to remind everyone, everyone has to wait <laughs> because we are co-creating with the universe and each other. Everyone's strategy includes waiting projectors and reflectors who we'll talk about next kind of have the longer waiting game wrap, but that's, that's not true. You don't have to wait to create, especially as a projector. You do not have to wait for the invitation to create. So when you're growing your audience, share your insights, right? Like really share what you see differently, how you're melding things together, um, commonalities that you're finding. That's going to be so exciting and that's going to attract your your people to you. I'm like, wow, I would have never thought that those two things would go together. But you're right. This like archetypes do change the way I feel about myself. And now I'm obsessed with archetypes, you know, things like that, like share your insights. And when it comes to nurturing your community, guide them through your mission and vision and get really clear on what, it, what type of questions do you like to answer? What type of problems do you like to solve? Reconsider like what you really want to share, which is another tip from the hundred list, but I'm throwing a bonus one for projectors because I think they, they sometimes need the extra love. But really think about that as you, as you try nurturing your community and remind them like, if you're here, like you also see this overarching element and here's how we can walk through it together. Um, that affirmation is just so needed and your community would would love and appreciate and, and value you even more for that. And when it comes to selling a service or a product, like make it really clear <laughs> what you can do for them because projectors can, they can get a lot of projections. And in order to combat that, you just want to make it really clear, right? Like clarity is kind, like Brene Brown always says. <laughs> so what questions do you love to answer? What do you want to guide them through? get really clear. And when it comes to tangible examples like that, I just, I saw this was like, oh, this is totally a projector. Like put a sign in your window, <laughs> like, <laughs> ask me about this or, you know, the bumper, bumper sticker example um, or the stickers all over town, like make it clear. I love answering questions about this because projectors love to go deep. They have these great insights and your invitation, you, you can make it really clear what type of invitations you would love to receive. Mm. And instead of just waiting, you're preparing for those invitations. So when it comes to marketing, like you're, you're setting that, setting the dinner table up, if you will, you're um, designing 
ways in which those invitations can come through. So also write an op-ed for the local newspaper. I thought this was so good for projectors. So good. Like, ah, you want to know what I think about this? I would love to tell you, right? (laughs) And then just like go off and the right people are going to be like, whoa, I never thought of things that way. Like, I want to know where can I find more information about this? And that's how those invitations will start to come through too. Another one that I thought was really great, and I actually want to read this book myself now, is Read the Art of Asking Mm. by Amanda Palmer to embolden yourself to share and ask for what you need. By the title and brief description that I read about alone, it's like, "Mm, we all need this, but especially projectors, because this way you can guide people on how to invite you in as well. So I thought those were just... Yeah. So, 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 so prominent for projectors. Yeah. Oh, that book is so good. I read it before I launched my first Kickstarter because Amanda Palmer Mm. famously did like the first million dollar Kickstarter, I think, if I'm getting that right. And so like she's a musician and raised money to do an album and all this stuff. And it was like a lot of lessons in how to receive and a reminder that when we are doing our aligned work, people want to support us. And mm. also this recognition that like radical generosity is uh, a reciprocal flow. So like how to be giving generously and radically, but also receiving. And like, if you can't receive, um, that's like a crucial part of the puzzle. The book is so good. <laughs> I will put the link it. to it in the show notes yes. explicitly for projectors and for honestly all of us. But I love that. Everyone. Hi, Off The Grid listeners, Amelia here interrupting our conversation today because I want to share with you one of my favorite marketing tools. When I left Instagram, I invited all of my followers to subscribe to my mailing list in order to keep in touch with me. And I promised to send them monthly-ish notes on a lot of the themes I used to talk about on social media. I've used many email service providers in my day, but my favorite of all of them is Flowdesk. Flowdesk is a gorgeous, easy to use email service provider. It helps you create beautiful, thoughtful emails, and even better, it's really set up to help you create easy to use landing pages so people can join your list and workflows so you can automate sending messages to folks who sign up through different pages. Flowdesk is how I run all of the welcome sequences and lead magnets at Softer Sounds. It's also how I run the Leaving Social Media Toolkit that you might have downloaded after listening to this podcast. I'm surely not sending those emails out myself manually. Flowdesk is doing all of that automatically. If you'd like to give Flowdesk a try, please use my affiliate link below in the show notes. You'll get a discount, I'll get a kickback, and we will all send more beautiful emails together. Again, check out the affiliate link in the show notes. For now, we're going to get back to this episode of Off the Grid. I have a, a just a human design question. This is maybe a selfish question, but how do you think of the difference between waiting to respond and waiting for the invitation just more generally? Because then I want to think a, bit, a little bit about like the marketing differences there. Yeah, good question. So for the strategies for manifesting generators and generators when it comes to waiting to respond, it's saying like, you don't need to just try to pull things out of thin air to start things because those urges typically come from manifestors and everything like, Oh, I just need to force. I just need to have something kind of like delivered in my lap. We almost force. Meanwhile, if you do like, like your business partner, like 
goes out and sits with a tree. Or, you know, if you take a take a trip to a nearby city, if you put yourself in spaces where you would find stimulation, then you're going to find like, oh, I'm responding to the hum of the streets or that musical that I saw, or I'm responding to this interaction I just witnessed at the coffee shop. Um, so you're just, you want to think through the senses when it comes to waiting to respond. Like, what am I seeing? What am I touching? What am I feeling? Not to say you can't have ideas. You Your ideas will spark from your senses mm-hmm. is kind of how I look at it. And again, you don't, you never have to push or force or anything. It's just a matter of like, let me just take inventory. And it's all about like getting centered and grounded because you have, you carry so much sacral energy that's constantly wanting to get in emotion. So if you take inventory of what's around you, then you can see, oh, where am I being pulled to, right? Like, where's my magnetic sacral center trying to draw me into? Ooh, is it that smell? Is it that sound? Is it that taste? And that's kind of what's going to help ground you and also just point you in your own North Star. Yeah. And then when it comes to waiting for the invitation, you're waiting to be asked to be invited in to to share your your insight and your knowledge. Because I always like to liken it to the old school Garmin when you know when we were just like learning to drive. Yeah. <laughs> Might be dating us a little bit, but you're just learning to drive. Pre or post MapQuest, we would print out instructions and have your friend hopefully read it to you accurately. But in the world where maybe your parents like splurge so oh, that yeah. you wouldn't get lost. Oh, and GPS, that, like, yeah. Yes, on the dashboard. <laughs> and it's like, turn left. And it kept telling you like, turn left, yeah. turn left, turn left. And it's like, no, I, I know a shortcut. Whenever a projector shares their wisdom without being asked, they're that garment. Mm. And the person that they're sharing it with is like, no, I know a shortcut. And it's like, no, you don't. What you don't know is there's traffic on the other side. And I'm trying to warn you, but you're not listening to me. And that's why you have to wait for the limitation because if you don't, it's a waste of your precious gifts and yeah. your resources. And that's when you get into bitterness, when you're just like, I, I told you to turn left and you didn't. And they're going to be like, well, I'd never really asked you. Yeah. <laughs> what am I doing here? <laughs> Do you want to wait for that invitation so it's no love lost? And then yeah. when people see you like, oh, you've been here before. What's the best way to get here? That's when you can deliver it. It doesn't. It doesn't mean you can't keep, you know, growing your knowledge and your own skill set. It's just a matter of you don't need to share until people come to you. People recognize you've got the juice, and then you can share. Because otherwise, it, it's not that it's a waste of your time, but it, it could make you bitter because you'll give great advice. They won't take it because they're not ready to receive it, and you're gonna be bummed out. Yeah. <laughs> or like really annoyed that like watching them mess it up over and over again. <laughs> totally. So you need to be invited in and like trusted that you're the guide. So that recognition is really important. Thank you so much for clarifying. I, I'm really, I'm thinking about that in terms of like different marketing advice I might give. And so I think for like mm-hmm. generators and manifesting generators, I think that those are two types that can ha- find success with more of like the broadcast methods of marketing, like public podcasts, social media, even although we're talking about leaving social media, like that sort of like, let me just put my message out there, respond to different inputs, put it out there and people would be magnetized toward it. But for projectors, I almost think they're like, you have opportunities like 
it's can be about like an email list or a private podcast or a way that you're inviting people to invite you in. So I think for projectors, even something as simple as like the sign up form for your email list on your website can say something like invite me into your inbox. And then they're giving you that invitation. Whereas I think for a generator, for me, it's like I found that if I put myself out there, it'll magnetize the right people. And for projectors, I often will sometimes see that like, oh, if you can just court that invitation slightly differently, you know, put, make mm-hmm. it a private podcast. So they have to give you their email to listen. Yeah. You'll get the right people yes. instead of just this sort of like, let me put everything everywhere and then see who shows up for it. It's like a very different strategy. Absolutely. That's such a good point. Yes. A qualifier would be great. Some, some sort of qualifier, you know, they don't have to jump through a million hoops, but a little qualifier that would be fantastic. And when you think about it, like the percentage breakdown of the population, that 70% is manifesting generators and generators. So that's why, you know, maybe roughly 70% of the options available, like, oh yeah, this is going to fit for us because we also represent, you know, a majority of the population in that regard. Meanwhile, projectors represent 20%. So having that little qualifier would be like, oh, okay, these people really recognize me as the person with this information, you know? And they they want to hear what I have to say. Meanwhile, manifestors are about 9%. And so they don't necessarily need a qualifier, but they almost need, because their aura either love them or could love to leave them, <laughs> um, love it or leave it type of thing. They they It's not that they need a qualifier, but they almost need, they could just be bold. Like, say what you got to say, do what you got to do. We'll either be for you or yeah. we'll walk away and that's okay. So they can lead with that. Yeah. I always think of manifestors more as like, they're not listening to this podcast because they have their own hit podcast. <laughs> like, if you're a manifester and you are listening to this podcast, we love you, but go start your own hit podcast. <laughs> like, figure, you know, find your vision and share that. And then yes, it will, it will be potentially polarizing because because of that effect of yes. like for you or not for yes. you. So, you know, leave that totally. opt out link at the bottom of your email list and just like blessed be and goodbye. <laughs> like, it's fine. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And to be real, like the manifestor listening to this, it's probably just like, I mean, like, can I just hire you to do this? <laughs> like, this is sounds good enough. Like this is the direction I'm going right now. You, you in or not. And they'd be like, okay, let me just see what we're working with here. <laughs> Let me see if it excites my senses yeah. and I'll get back to you. <laughs> oh, uh, yes, yeah, so true. Living that strategy. I love it. So take us to our last type, reflectors, our special babies. Yes, last but not least, our beautiful 1% are our reflectors. And their strategy is to wait a lunar cycle, which could be like, oh, wait, is she talking about like 28-day lunar cycle? Like, what are we <laughs> talking about? And that's just to show that reflectors are have completely undefined body graphs. So everything they take in is a mirror and they just evolve very quickly. And um, they're highly dependent on their environment and their community. And they'll reflect back the good, the bad, the seen, the unseen of what's in what's in the fabric of that community. So when it comes to growing your audience, share what you're witnessing. Um, you can see people like no one else can. So share what you're witnessing. And when it comes to nurturing your community, describe the depths of what you're seeing, um, like the beauty of the gray, um, the people that are stuck. Because what re- what's really cool about reflectors is they can alchemize that polarization that kind of manifestors give. They can alchemize and be like, okay, yeah, I can see that. And I can also see this. And two truths can like, two truths can exist here and not to say they can't be opinionated or they can't have their own depth of thinking. It's not to say that at all. They could just say, 
I can really put myself in their shoes and probably this is how they're feeling. I might not agree with it, but this is how they're feeling and measure it up. So the both and is your sandbox. If you want to nurture your community, play in the both and. And you can use that to elicit responses from your generators and MGs and even insights from your projectors and even opinions from your manifestors. You can use that just by playing, playing with it, calling it out. That could be a cool way to grow and also nurture your community. And when it comes to selling a service or a product, this is where you get to get really juicy um, because you're completely open. You can really see into others deepest, I won't say darkest, but like deepest desires. What are they longing for? What are they wanting? What are they feeling? You can feel the depths of all of it. So as it pertains to your service or product, lead with that. If there's some emotion attached, describe that. If there is fear attached that you're trying to alleviate, describe that. You can really feel it all. So use that, articulate it, and you can wield just such a powerful message by by taking that in. And then when it comes to like our tangible examples from your master list is go to a virtual conference and actively participate. It might drain you for the day, (laughs) but it will be so stimulating. It could be so fun. It could be great market research. Mm -hmm. It could also help build your community, help refine what your current offerings are or just what you want to do. Because again, like you're waiting a lunar cycle, but you're you're evolving like every 28, 30 days and you're going to see how things ebb and flow. It's like each month is kind of like a mini episode of, you know, a series of a sitcom. So there's so much depth to what you're bringing to the table there. Also make a playlist. You can have different playlists represent different moods, um, feelings, different things you want to get done with in your business that day or how you want to put on like, I want to wear this marketing hat today, or I really want to accomplish this, like make a playlist that suits that just to get you in the zone and get you in the vibe of however you're feeling. And then also invest in a session with a healer or coach you admire, because there's just more that you get to do to take care of your energetic body because you are completely undefined. There's just more love and care and tenderness and refilling of your own cup that is required to have a sustainable business. So you want to keep that in the front of your mind. I, as you were sharing all of that, I'm just thinking about like different ways of writing a sales page for different types. Mm. And I'm starting to feel into like the ref for the reflectors, like you can really embody what your ideal client or customer desires, as you said. And so you are going to be really great at writing that sales page. That's like, this is for you. If you feel this, 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 like, let me tell you, I know that you've had this experience and you need this and you want this. And here's how I'm going to give it to you. Like that feels like such a reflector sales page. Whereas like the manifester is the info is informing. Like, it's not about being like, here's how you feel. It's about being like, did you know that this, 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 and this are true? Mm-hmm. And did you know that there's, it's, it causes this problem for this, this, and this reason? And here's how we will solve it. Yep. And then like generators and manif- manifesting generators, your sales pages may be about like harnessing your excitement for something and really like going all in. I feel like with generators and MGs, you can like put a, like literally like a video of yourself on your sales page, like really lean into that, mm, like yes. expressing your own excitement because that's going to pull people into also being excited. Let them see you. Yes. Yeah. And then for projectors, I've just seen success with, you know, having maybe instead of like a static sales page, more of a like, 
let's do this invitation step by step. So like, here's my sales page. And like, really, it's pretty brief. And I'm going to ask you to opt in to learn more from me. And I'm actually going to sell in an email sequence because that like ongoing consent is what really works to get people in the door. Yeah. So I share that because I'm just like, this is why we're talking about it, right? There are these different ways to do things based on your type. And as we've been saying, your strategy that's connected to your type. And I think both of us share this like conviction and lived experience that when we're acting within our strategy, everything feels easier, smoother, more aligned, and more successful if those are your metrics for success. Absolutely. So before we wrap up, you've already mentioned with reflectors, um, the undefined. So I know in human design, there are a number of centers. I forget how many, but nine, nine centers that can be defined or undefined. This is, you'll figure this out listeners in your chart, your body graph piece of the chart. If it's colored in, right, it's defined. Mm-hmm. And if it's not colored in, it's undefined. And I know, Ariana, you wanted to mention the difference between having a defined and undefined throat and how that can impact, you know, your marketing strategy. So could you tell us a little bit about that? I would love to. (laughs) Um, So your throat figuratively governs communication. So we have to talk about it when it comes to social media. There's other centers we could definitely pull on, but we'll start with the throat for this episode. And it's all about communicating. It's manifesting slash turning things into action like speaking things into existence truly. So if your throat is defined, which means it's, you know, a brown square in your body graph and and you'll be sure to see it, you are meant to express your truth and it's subjective truth. It's like you're less likely to shy away from like a me versus you argument. Like you can go the distance there. And I just want to give folks with that defined throat, like, use it, especially within your marketing. Don't shy away. And if you are finding yourself shying away from like, oh, I'm I'm scared of actually saying this, ask yourself why. Get to the root of the cause there because you are here and you are meant to speak your truth. So pull on that thread just a little bit, just enough for you to get past that hump and really get that juicy copy out of yourself because you're you're really here to share that. And if you're ever feeling like, no, it should be me or I don't know how or I can't, don't start with a blank page and find out why, what's what's stopping you from moving forward. Now, our undefined centered throats might have a little bit more hesitation. So I just want to address this because you don't need to have that hesitation. You are here to have a voice for others, truly, um, and have that unsubjective truth. You're less likely to say things like, I feel this or that. So instead, use objective statements. And sometimes the challenge might be like, Oh, I started talking that I'm now I'm talking too much because I'm trying to attract attention by saying things and now it's just really unnatural for me. And maybe that's a reason why you're leaving social media, right? Like you find <laughs> yourself like, this is just overwhelming and then I'm flubbing on things and I'm and I'm just saying or repeating what other people are doing, or it feels it just doesn't it feels wonky, it doesn't feel like me. That's often a challenge for undefined throats. Because the part that you get to work through and really understand with your undefined throat is that you don't need to try to draw attention to yourself through like excessive communication or action. That's just not, that's not what you do. So you could talk less, you listen more, you alchemize information. You are here to have a really impactful voice and message. And the gift in your undefined throat is that this pressure to like manifest speech or action, but not acting on it. Like you just get to be comfortable with silence and inaction. action. 
right? Like they're the person that like, if you have a friend or a therapist or a friend who's like a therapist, they just kind of like sit while you talk (laughs) and go, huh. And they'll just repeat like a couple phrases or a couple sentiments back and then everything clicks, but they haven't said anything new. And you're just like, wow, you really just put it all together, didn't you? So you can imagine how you would do that in marketing or just like, I don't need to say what's already been said. What are people missing here? They're not connecting. It doesn't need to be an echo chamber. It can be a streamlined thing or just maybe illuminate the stream of consciousness here and say that because that's really what's going to help you. And also in particularly how you're selling is like how people attract attention. So you can think through those lenses as well. And anyone who's afraid of being heard or communicating, you can think through the things that you want to say in like a very clear way. You could just take your time with it. You don't have to, you don't have to fill a void of silence. You know that there's power in leaving them on every bated breath and you can, you can milk it out. You can nurse that a little bit and and not feel like, oh, they haven't heard from me in two weeks. Like, no, maybe this is going to be a seasonal thing. Maybe this is going to, maybe you're going to get a newsletter once a month and that's okay too. Whatever cadence feels really good mm, to you. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much for pointing us to that because I do feel like social media really pushes this like defined throat model of like, we're all supposed to be saying original things all the time, every day, every moment of forever. Yes. And then it forces those of us with an undefined throat, which myself, I have an undefined throat center. We do, we get caught in these traps of like regurgitating things that feel like we have to act out of alignment in order to try to live into that habit or that protocol that we're being told we quote unquote should do. And I will just add as someone with an undefined throat. Yes. <laughs> you know, I have I have an undefined throat center and I'm a podcaster. Yes, absolutely. And you know, I I love speaking, I love sharing, but I do see a lot of what I do as, you know, I have to have guests on my show because I need to be in conversation because I just don't have like the thing to say every moment myself. And I do see so much of what I do on Off the Grid is like making these connections, like seeing something other people aren't seeing and like putting it together for them. Exactly. Less so than like, you know, a constant stream of my personal experience and uh, new ideas. It's more like, let me have these conversations where I can listen and let me then like have solo episodes where I'm like weaving that web of everything that's been shared. And so, yeah, I love this as a way to think about like, what marketing strategies we we choose. And, you know, at, just to, as we wrap up, I was I was just curious <laughs> if you have a take on like, is there a type or of like a, a human design type that you're like, social media is probably like really good for these people. They should hang out on social media. <laughs> or are you like, nah, it's not good for any of us? <laughs> Truly, it depends on their energetic makeup, like their entire body graph, because there's some centers where it's just like, mm, maybe not the best for you. Because to your point with like the undefined throat, everyone, if you look at your chart and you have a white center as in it's not colored in, in any of those nine shapes in the middle there, you are a mirror to the world around you. So you're absorbing and amplifying whatever that center's purpose is. It could be ideas. It could be communication. It could be fears or instincts. It could be feelings. It could be a motor. It could be desires. And so there are some people who have it all filled in. They don't have any undefined centers. Like, sure, maybe they can go on social media and just be fine. But because we all (laughs) typically have sensitivity coming in through those undefined centers, you're subject to having that be like a vulnerable space for you. And if that's not somewhere where you can feel 
secure in alchemizing the wisdom and weaving in those pieces like you do with your throat, for instance, then it can throw you off your game. And we need you just the way you are. And we just don't need you second guessing yourself. So I would say like, if any aspect of social media makes you second guess yourself, take a break, take a beat, take a pause. We have all the resources through Amelia on how to do that (laughs) because we need you embodying your most genuine nature and um, trusting your instincts. And if social media is not encouraging you to do that, then step away because we need you as you are. Oh, yes. I love that. Well, Ariana, how can folks connect with you if they want to get a reading and have you tell them what their human design chart says about their relationship to social media (laughs) or their business or their life? Where can folks find you and how can they go deeper with you and your work? Yes, I uh, have a website. It is arianamog.com. You can also find me on social media for now (laughs) at before I pivot on Instagram but mainly my website. And you can drop me an email, whether you have a question about this episode or want to go deeper. I love doing customized readings and packages for people because I am a manifesting generator. So give me something to respond to. That feels really good and juicy to me. And um, we can take it from there. I'm here for you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And MG, give them something to respond yeah. to and never make them do the same thing Please. twice. <laughs> Please. Please. <love> <laughs> Keep it fun and interesting. <laughs> uh, oh, I love that so much. Listeners, those links will all be in the show notes. You'll find lots of other goodies from Ariana there, as well as the link again to get your human design chart if you want to learn more. And if you like this episode, do reach out, send me an email and let me know because I'd love to have Ariana back on or we might even do a little like workshop where we can really dive even more into all the goodness we talked about today. So if you're interested in that, send us an email. You can send that to hi at softersounds.studio or there's also a link to leave us a voice message in the show notes. Like get in touch, let us know. And if you're up for it, we'll make that happen hopefully later this year. But for now, Ariana, thank you so much. This was so much fun. I had a blast. (laughs) I I adored this. I'm so glad um, that we got to do it. Listeners, thank you for listening. And until next time, we'll see you off the grid. Thanks for listening to Off the Grid. Find links and resources in the show notes. And don't forget to grab your free Leaving Social Media Toolkit at softersounds.studio slash buy IG. That's softersounds.studio slash B-Y-E-I-G. This podcast is a Softer Sounds production. Our music is by Purple Planet, and our logo is by Natalia Studio. If you'd like to make a podcast of your own, we'd love to help. Find more about our services at softersounds.studio. Until next time, we'll see you off the grid.